It's the Super 90s Brothers! The price is wrong, bitch. Welcome to the Super 90s Brothers, where we do hazy memory riffs of the most splendid decade ever. I'm your host, Brennan, along with me is my co-host, Adam J. Pitzler, and today we're talking about Happy Gilmore. Ow! Oh man, I, I'm I'm as excited for this. I even got my my Spindrift half tea and half lemon um, drink, because that's like a golf, you know, that's like an Arnold Palmer. Um, you, you drank that in honor of today's podcast. I know you like Arnold Palmer's. I love Arnold Palmer's and I love, you know, and yeah, I love, I want to celebrate it. What's your go-to like Arnold Palmer? I know it's iced tea with lemonade, but what kind of iced tea and lemonade do you like? Oh, I mean, I don't, I I don't have a, I don't really know. I don't, whatever is around me. Hmm, Okay. This is interesting. This is the Spindrift is actually just sparkling water with like some tea and some actual real lemon, not actual lemonade. Oh, that sounds good. Yes. Like, that sounds exactly what I would like. Um, so yeah, what are we talking about today, Brennan? Only the greatest golf movie ever. Yeah, uh, Happy Gilmore. Ow! Um, I have so many memories of. Oh, I, I have so many memories, but I have yeah. This movie is just meant a lot to me in the early nineties. Uh, I I have a ton of memories too. Some of them include Happy Gilmore. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited to talk to you about it. How? But other than that, how how have you been doing? Uh, it's football season, so I'm on the the upswing. You know, my emotional my emotional year that I have ups and downs. So, beginning of September, I'm always about as up as you can get because it's a full football season ahead of us, and I got a lot of fun trips to see friends and family like you in the next three months. I'm excited, and we get an extra game this year. Seventeen games. 17 NFL games. Yeah, but today's today's episode is about golf and kind of hockey. So we promise not to get too football centric, though. Yeah. We should do a football show soon. Yes, I'll we talk should. To you about that. I'll talk to you about that soon. But uh, yeah, the first thing I wanted to ask you guys is if you're listening to the show still after what are we like four or five years now, Brennan? It's yeah, we it's going to be my twins birthday in like a week. And we started podcasting like a week, like after they were born. Wow. So they're a good little barometer for how long we've been doing this. Yep. Um, so yeah, we've been and we've been doing this for a long time. You guys have been with us. You guys are studs and we love you. And you can help us out by giving us those sick five-star reviews on iTunes, Apple Music. You can also check out our socials at super 90s brothers at gmail.com at super 90s brothers at bropomode adampitzler.com. You can check us on my work. This is where you can leave us those five-star reviews or thank you or share the show with a friend and that's how you help us out but enough of that we want to talk about some of the fans who have been interacting and this show is dedicated to a very special super fan named andrew smith who requested a happy gilmore podcast we just wanted to say this is for you andrew especially for you so we hope you enjoy the show and i just want to say the only thing you owe us is your firstborn child oh yes name at least name it after us right like 
Brennan Adam Smith. Brennan Adam Smith. Bat Bass. Yeah. Bat, bass. Perfect. Yeah. So, so Brennan, you have twins. If somebody asked you for your firstborn, do you think you'd trick them into giving them the one you wanted to trade? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, um so, so good. I always thought about that. Sorry, sorry, Link. <laughs> All right. So uh when did this movie debut, Brennan? Tell us about it. This movie debuted on February 16th, 1996, with a budget of just $12 million and uh, only got a total box office of $41 million. But, you know, that's like four times the, uh, you know, the budget. So it was a success. Yeah, three and a half. But, yeah, we've been doing a lot of big budget movies lately. Like we did, um, uh, what did we do last week? It was like $400 million. Oh, we did Indiana Jones, Terminator 2. Terminator 2, yeah. So, so we've been doing these, like, gigantic budget movies. but And you just, like, pissed on a movie that made $30 bucks, <laughs> Like a golf. <laughs> you pissed on a golf comedy that made $30 bucks. starring Anna Sandler. Like, this, is, this movie was a huge success. It was, I mean, Happy Gilmore was popular amongst a certain demographic. But I would say Happy Gilmore excuse me, Billy Madison was popular amongst certain demographic. Happy Gilmore was like a big winning blockbuster that I feel like everybody thought was funny. Mm. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So do you remember when this movie came out? Do you remember seeing it in the theaters or, or tell me that story? You know, I don't remember seeing this in the theater. I mean, I, I feel like I would have saw this in the theater, but it wasn't a memorable experience. I think my memories of Happy Gilmore are watching it on cable because it's one of those movies that's always like throughout the you know late 1990s and 2000s like you could channel surf this and find it on any like a tbs or you know a, a cable channel and so you'd and you'd always watch it from wherever it was wherever you're watching it at um and i also i also owned it on vhs and dvd eventually and it was just one of those movies that was always in the rotation i'd probably watch it at night to you know go to sleep because it's just like something i've watched over and over and over again and it's just like an easy fall to sleep movie but like this movie was so i mean all it's so quotable like you just say quotes from it all the time like it doesn't when you're on the golf course or when you're hanging out with buddies or you know like yeah it's it's one of the most quotable movies probably next to Dumb and Dumber of all time. Yeah, I remember like liking Billy Madison, but not really making a strong connection between like Adam Sandler and humor or anything. And then when this movie came out, I was like a kid that really hated golf. I've I've never like really been a fan. I just find it too slow. It's just not for me and I suck at it. Mm. So that doesn't help. But like I was pretty anti-golf. I thought it was boring, uninteresting. Happy Gilmore, when Happy Gilmore came out, I would say that was some of the first golf I ever really paid attention to. Like I, I did, I loosely knew the rules and that was about it. Like I didn't ever watch it. Didn't care. Didn't play. And happy Gilmore got me kind of loosely interested in golf to the point where like my stepdad was a big golfer. So like, I remember we watched happy Gilmore a lot, me and my stepdad, Dan, and he thought it was so funny. I remember it got me interested in like, you know, it got us going to the range and stuff. And I just remember watching this movie a lot with my stepdad, Dan. And at the time we weren't like close yet. Like I was still like a little shithead 12 year old. You know? <laughs> right. And, uh, but my, my stepdad, Dan loved golf. And this, this is what I'll remember most about this movie is it was like one of those movies that helped connect us and started going us to the driving range. And we started watching it a lot. And I remember him bringing friends over to show it to, he'd be like, Oh, Adam found this movie. You have to watch it. It's so funny. And it just, I don't know. It's just this weird little fun thing between me and dan that's awesome i uh i have a memory of playing golf with you 
Yeah, I bet it's not a. I bet you I didn't play very well. Well, I I don't remember you playing bad or good. I I just remember you you were like a manager at that 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 our apartment complex. That's actually really like it's less than a, a half a mile from my house right now. And it oh has, yeah yeah Pasadena Ridge, Pasadena Ridge, Spokane Valley has its own like seven hole or eight hole uh, par three golf course for anybody interested in an apartment. I'll give a quick plug to my old my old property. <laughs> yeah, you can't play it unless you live there or know someone that li- like lives there. So, uh, but I, I yeah, but I remember going and playing a little par three with you in this little random course in Spokane. So well, that's that's nice. Um, Back when you were trying yeah. to teach yourself golf because you thought you like needed it to like to like network. Yeah, you know, and I, I when I got my first like big boy job and I moved to the Bay Area, I still thought that, and I like I like took a few rounds of lessons and went to the driving range. And after doing it for a few years, I realized, okay, nobody gives a fuck if I'm a good golfer or not. So I just stopped because I'm <laughs> awful at it. And also my boss stopped inviting me to his like charity events, probably because I was like embarrassing the team. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, enough about my golfing though. Um, so it sounds like we both had really good initial impressions of this movie. So for sure, I, I want to get into it. My favorite segment, play the drum. Brennan's bad synopsis. Ow. Yeah, uh, let's get into Brennan's bad synopsis. I Ow. I actually thought about like writing one together or like it's like cheating or like even like just putting it together in my mind before I did it. That that would be smart. Um, oh yeah, thinking about it. You mean? <laughs> like maybe think about. I actually like, thought about thinking about it, but then I thought, no, I'm nah, not gonna I'm think not about gonna it. think about it. Um, yeah. The, so the synopsis of this movie it's pretty simple. A a happy Gilmore plays like a you know, an amateur hockey, a, a wannabe amateur hockey hockey player that's trying to like, you know, break through into the hockey world because he's a he's really he has a really good slap shot, but he can't skate. Which you know, if you're a hockey player, you got to know how to skate. Um, he famously kind of he uh, he famously uh, was the first person or only person to ever try to stab someone with his uh with his um with his skate, own skate. skate yeah. So, anyways. Fast forward, his grandmother, he lives with his grandmother. His grandmother's house is getting repossessed by the IRS. And they're taking all of the, all the stuff out of it. They're taking the house and he has to come up with $270,000 in 90 days. And, you know, he's a loser. He's not going to get this money. He doesn't know how to do it. Well, as his, you know, as they're moving out all the furniture out of the house, there's these two mover guys and they're like, like they stop and they're playing golf in the front yard for some reason. Like that's normal. Like to be hitting golf balls in a neighborhood and right. <laughs> with, with some, with some repossessed golf clubs. <laughs> right. Um, and so he's like, they're like fucking around and he's like, if I, if you got, if I can hit the ball further than you, will you guys go back to work? And so they do that. And then, it f- turns out that Happy Gilmore, with his amazing hockey swing, also translates to amazing golf swing, and he can hit the ball over 400 yards. And, and give s- some context on that for non-golfers, Brennan. How many people in the world can drive a golf ball 400 yards? Nobody. Maybe. Nobody can drive the ball 400 yards in golf. <laughs> well, not consistently, but guys hit like 350. Like, yes. but like less than yes. like 50 guys in the world. But but back in the ni- early 90s, like even hitting it 300 yards was like out of the question just because of technology and golf clubs back then. Sure. Um, and still it's like, it's like the elitist of the elite. Well, you got to Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to exactly. There's long drive competition. So like yeah. And um, so he decides I'm going to go hustle the golf range to make some money. 
goes to the golf range, and then the the legendary uh, golfer Chubbs Chubbs Peterson sees him and he's like, then like he he's gonna coach him to become a good golfer or whatever. And uh, but the next day is. Well, he's like convincing Happy Gilmore to to become a golfer to you know really take it seriously, and Adam's like, "I'm a hockey player. I don't. I'm not going to do that." And but then he's interested when he finds that you can make money playing golf, and so he goes and he wins the Waterbury Open because apparently this amateur golf tournament. If you win it, you get to be on the the PGA or the PG whatever they call it in this movie. Yeah, luckily that weekend <laughs> there was an weekend. open in his backyard. <laughs> and if you win, you get to join the PGA Tour. Thank goodness that was happening. Um so he wins it and then he and then he runs into like the the nemesis of the uh, like the it like the the villain of the movie, uh Shooter McGavin and basically it's Happy Gilmore's journey through making money through the PGA and then ultimately he he gets the money enough money to buy the house back but it now it's going to auction and and then Shooter McGavin's there to buy buy the house at auction and he outbids Happy Gilmore and basically they make a bet like if if I Happy Gilmore says if I can beat you I get the house and in the in the championship the green yeah, jacket the one. green jacket yeah and yeah, he ends up winning the tournament, gets the house back, and wins the green jacket or the gold jacket. Who gives a shit? Green, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that and that's the story. And there's probably I missed a couple things in there, like Chubbs dies, I, and I mean that's the story. Though, that's I the mean. story. Yeah, yeah. Like, so uh, it's a golf movie about a hockey player. You know, I was thinking about it as you were telling that, and I was thinking this is the second kind of lame sport that some clever screenwriter has tricked me into getting into thanks to hockey the second was like i used to like the movie the cutting edge which is like a figure <laughs> skating movie but i like watched it because it had a hockey player in it but then i like liked the movie and started to like respect figure skating <laughs> like <laughs> the same thing it's like the same thing happened here that's funny i uh yeah you know what's funny about this movie there's not there's hardly any hockey in it but like apparently hockey player like hockey fans like really take this as like being one of their movies. Like this is a hockey movie to them. It's a hockey and a golf movie. So I, I could see that. I mean, happy Gilmore is a hockey player. He talks about hockey the whole time. He's, he's referencing it. He has like a, this really cool hockey club putter mm, that I always yeah. thought was so sick. Um, I always wanted that. Mm. Yeah, that is really cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I could see that. And um, you know, more importantly, it's a fun sports movie and hockey. hockey there's not a ton of, like adult hockey movies, there's like Slapshot, yeah. and like what Goon, Goon, Young yeah. Young Blood. I mean, Goon's like even like newer. Like I mean, and obviously Mighty Ducks. Yeah, but that's not really an adult movie. That's I mean. true. So um, anyway, that's fair. So ho let hockey people have it. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So let's get into the characters. I mean, there's there's the King of the Mountain, top of Mount Rushmore, Avi, um, Adam Sandler is Happy Gilmore. His his second like big fun blockbuster comedy um after billy madison mm -hmm. he had been on snl since 1990 and he'd done a few like piece of shit bit movies earlier like earth girls are easy and a couple other like shitty things no one watched but this was really his second big movie after billy madison and i would say like i don't know if you remember watching billy madison when it came out but i remember i remember seeing it um like when it came out and thinking that this was like some of the the newest funniest material i'd ever like heard or ever and like when happy Gilmore came out it was like this guy's doing it again there's more like 
of this this guy's brand of humor, which at the time when it was new, and I know we've all been like subject to 25 years of Adam Sandler's brand of humor now. And like you watch The Ridiculous Six on Netflix, you're like, oh my God, what is wrong with like existence in life? <laughs> but back in the 90s, when this shit was fresh, when Adam Sandler was just starting to do this shit, this sort of like angry, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to call him. He's like a, a Jewish jock. <laughs> like this angry Jewish jock humor blend that he does is it was just so new to all of us. And it just, I mean, any even to this day, you show somebody this the, for the first time, they'll think it's funny. So I Yeah, I I I sat down and watched it with my kids last night. And I was like, they're they're five, they're a little bit too young for this, but like they were laughing at the very beginning, but there was a couple parts where like Link was like, that's not funny. It was a part where like, <laughs> where uh, we'll get, yeah, there's a part where uh, I can't, when he's at, when the grandmother's at the old person's home and like, and Bill still, Ben Stiller starts being really mean to the grandmother <laughs> and Link's like, that's not funny. And I was like, what? He didn't, he, just, he didn't get the, he didn't get the humor because uh-huh. um, he's only, he's only five. He doesn't understand dark humor yet. Yeah, exactly. I see. Dark humor is a, is a lot like food. Not everyone gets it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, Happy Gilmore is just the the yeah. I one of my greatest comedy like comedy star like characters of all time. All right. Well, enough from us. Like, let's hear him. You got real talent, kid. Well, that's nice of you to say, but uh, I've been training to be a hockey player my whole life. Golf's no different from hockey. Requires talent, self-discipline. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You should talk to my neighbor, the accountant, probably a great golfer, huge ass. Hey, I bet your neighbor, the accountant, can't drive the ball. Yeah, that, that, that there's Adam. I, uh, there's Happy Gilmore. Do you remember Payne Stewart? Yes. And his pants that he used to wear? Yeah, well, he was like wearing like old school. Yeah, like that was his. That it was, was like his stick. Polka, it looked like it looked like the leggings like women with moomoo's wear they're like they're like really baggy and they had polka dots on them and they were like all different colors and like i i never liked Payne stewart because i thought he looked so stupid and then i like made some really mean comment about him the morning before he died to my stepdad like he was on sports center or something and i said something really mean about Payne stewart then later i found out he died in a car accident like a plane crash or whatever I was like, oh my, I felt, I felt like a dickhead ever since, but I stand by that he had bad taste in pants. It was your fault, Adam. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, so happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler, he drives the movie. Um, he, you know, the real movie is about him growing as a golfer. Like he has, he has to accept that he's not a hockey player. Right. And like, I think, I think a lot of us go through this in our twenties that like, we have to accept that the thing we've always wanted to be, isn't really going to happen. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that the skills that we've learned along the way can't help us. And that's kind of what this movie is about. It's like, yeah, you spent all this time and energy trying to be a good hockey player. No, you're not a good hockey player. But look, you've got this great swing and you've got great work ethic and you're tough and you'll like you'll try harder than a lot of people because that's like like a thing that hockey breeds in you. Yeah. Um, And it's so it's got that it's got that nice little message in there about that, like people in their 20s go through. You know, I certainly did. I think it's. I think it's rude to golfers everywhere that that some guy could just come up on the scene because he has a long drive and then like win on the PGA. Like that would never happen in real life. Obviously, we got to suspend our disbelief there. But like as a like a as a golfer, like it is you know a bit. I wish I could hit the ball that far and then like just win on the tour. If you could hit the ball that far, 
do you think that you could work your short game enough to at least be tour eligible? No, no, there's so because like this. But if you could get they, on the green every time, but yeah, but this every this would go this would assume that every golf course you play on, you only have to hit the ball ever straight. Like there, there's golf holes where you have to hit it left or you have to hit it right. Like Happy Gilmore wasn't dealing with any trees. Apparently, like he wasn't having to do fades or cuts or draws or anything like that. It was just like everything was straight. And then he just hit it right on the green, I guess. But I mean, like every sports movie ever like this, that's is kind of. <laughs> yeah, we have to sus- for- we have to suspend our disbelief that anyone could that we could that this could actually happen. So for for like any sport ever, any, like any a- sport like rookie of the year, like not going to happen. Yeah. Any average Joe becoming great mm-hmm. is like pretty hard to believe. But. But that doesn't make it. I mean, it was a comedy. It's oh, not a sure, serious yeah. movie. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not like what was that movie with Dennis Quaid, The Rookie, which was a true story. Right. Um. So anyway, uh, Happy Gilmore, he gets a like sort of like a girlfriend along the way. Um. This blonde, uh, played by Julie Bowen, who's she, who's the mom in Modern Family. That's probably her other big thing that she's done, and she um. She works for the tour. She does like publicity or something for the tour. I'm not exactly sure. And they they kind of have a loose relationship, but it's it's very minimal on the side. It's not that important. It's this movie is just really about him becoming a golfer and trying to beat Shooter McGavern and have personal growth. Yeah. And like the one this the kind of the this the reason why like the PGA is like letting him like stick around is because they realize that he's a humongous draw for like a different type of crowd. Like he's actually really exciting for the game because no one's ever seen anyone like this on a golf course. And oh, that's that's a great point. Do you remember when this movie came out? Everybody started trying to do the Happy Gilmore drive. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, I mean, I've and it's like it's it. very hard to do. <laughs> yes, it's not it's not possible. I mean, it's not like and it's hosp- not impossible. Yeah, not impossible, but like yeah, it's it's a hard shot. But it did does, it add? It doesn't. Did it add distance? There's been like a sports. I think there's been like an ESPN like sports science. I don't. I think it it can add like something like five yard, extra yards to your drive. I've stepped into one and nailed it. But like, that was more like good connection. You know, it's mm. not like because I had the walk up or whatever, but like right. totally fucking around. I've done it is fun. Um, um, and then the other thing was like people, it, it, it did kind of generate this um, discussion. I recall at the time is like, is golf too old? Is it too mm. like of an old waspy sport? Does it yeah. need, does it need this? Does it need like people with energy and momentum and um uh, Yeah, I mean 100 at the, at the time. So, at the time in 1996 golf was a, it was purely a white man rich man sport, which I would probably argue it still is. I think Happy Gilmore really made it more approachable to like an everyman like, "Oh, I can just go out to a driving range or onto a golf course." And like, I mean, I've seen golf courses where like, I mean I've been on a golf course where like the guys behind me are like these guys shouldn't be on a golf course but they are and like something something about golf like got them into it like and and I'm not saying that's all happy Gilmore but like at this time in the PGA tour like the play like it was it was dominated by w- white men it yeah was, and then and then what Tiger got popular what two three years later well a year later so this movie came out in February 1996 and in April of 1997 is when Tiger won the first Masters. 
So this movie helped this sort of momentous swing of how golf was perceived, I think, in America at the time. Absolutely. Like, and it's funny, like around the same time, Tin Cup comes out, um, like I think that summer in 1996. And like, that was like a total like white man's version of like, of what golf, like every man, white, like a more realistic version of what an every man, everyday man golfer could get into into the golf world um anyways so this movie there was more going on than you might think for just yeah. like a goofy adam sandler comedy um, for sure but i want i want to get to the bad guy who's normally my favorite character in every movie and this is no different christopher mcdonald plays shooter mcgavin shooter <laughs> in this movie and he is this was like a star making role for christopher mcdonald like he had got other work in other movies and done other shit but after this movie, everyone was like, I want Christopher McDonald in my movie. He's hilarious. Like, he is such a good shithead. Um, he had been in, before this, he had been a shithead in the movie Dutch. Mm-hmm. He had been a shit, shithead in the movie Thelma and Louise. He was um, the quiz master in the movie Quiz Show, which is a really, really good, underrated 90s movie, if you haven't seen it. Quiz Show is so good. Um, and then he was the bad guy in Dirty Work. He was also, like, the dumbass dad and faculty like he's always playing sort of like this sort of out of touch dad don't you think yeah he 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 very much does and he i mean like it's funny you name in all these movies like i've never i don't really remember him that well i mean other than happy gilmore like he was in flubber as well and i think he's the bad guy in that um definitely saw that in the theater but uh yeah he's he's always kind of yeah he was always a shithead and like i mean it Honestly, like he never really lived this this role down. Like this has to be the pinnacle of his career, because yeah, yeah. When yeah, when he die and you get like the little blurb on the internet, it's gonna be like Happy Gilmore star Christopher McDonald passes away at ninety eight from non Hodgkins. Oh. You're like, oh, I love that guy. He famously um in like in two thousand, like in the late two thousand tens, got pulled over for a DUI and tried to get out of it by saying, "Don't you know who I am?" I'm Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and <laughs> if you're using that as your out, is that if you're using that as your like get out of jail free card, like that means this was the pinnacle of your career. <laughs> you, you know what's probably a, a fun anecdote about that story is if he's using that and it didn't work, I'll, I think how many times he used it and it probably did work. Maybe not for a DUI, but like to get into a club, to get into a free, hey, I'm Shooter McGavin. Right. Like, like I'm telling you, that probably had some successes. Um, okay, so... Anyway, let, let's hear more from Shooter, okay? You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> uh, His face when he goes, no. <laughs> uh, That's been such a funny line for so many years now. 25 years, man. Yeah. People have been saying, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> That's like a, I've done that before. I've like done, said a joke that like made me look like an idiot. And I've done that. I've I've, I've had that feeling before where I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I could see you too. Yeah. All right. One of the the greatest, one of the greatest lines in, I is one of my favorites of all time. And a a really great 90s movie villain. Um, Shooter McGavin but uh, next there's like the mentor character and why don't you do this one for free no 
You have no idea who I am, do you? No, I don't. Back in 1965, Sports Illustrated said I was going to be the next Arnold Palmer. Yeah, what happened? They wouldn't let me play on the Pro Tour anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Because you're black? Hell no. Damned alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God! Yeah, tournament down in Florida. I hooked my ball in the rough down by the lake. Damned alligator just popped up. Cut me down in my prime. He got me. But I tore one of that bastard's eyes out, though. Look at that. <laughs> You're pretty sick, there, There's a story of how he lost his uh, hand. That's Chubbs Peterson, played by the great Carl Weathers, who was a uh, pretty hot shit in the 80s for uh, playing Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. That was also in the late 70s, actually. And uh, he was in the movie Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was Action Jackson, which is a total pile of shit, but pretty funny if you've never seen it. And he also has a, a pretty good role in the new Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, he's he's one of, like, the only principal actors in it, which was, it felt weird to me. I was like, whoa, Carl Weathers is back? And, like, I like Carl Weathers as an actor. I, I want to preface that. But they let him direct an episode of The Mandalorian season two, and it was it was terrible. It was, like, the action was so bad. Like, Carl Weathers is not a good director. Which episode did he direct? In it was, like, episode two or three. It was the one where they had that that guy from the very first pilot episode and they took him into like a, a like an empire base to blow oh, up or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of really, really bad action in that episode. It was like a lot of people like standing corridors, like shooting at each other and jogging and missing just like really bad, like early eighties action that like didn't fit in the Mandalorian at all. And I was like the whole time I'm watching I'm like, man, this one sucks. Who Carl Weathers. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> who greenlit that idea? Fuck. You had like, Taka Watiti last season. Now you're letting Carl Weathers do it. What he should be doing Mentos commercials. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Chubbs is a great like. It's a weird. I think him and Happy only ha- have like a handful of scenes together, and it's funny that like Happy thinks of him as his big mentor because they really only like he only ever gets like one true lesson from Chubbs, which is like right. on the at the mini golf course and uh but he's yeah he's a mentor he's uh he's very wise and um you know and he's already talking about the <laughs> it's funny that they bring up the racial thing and because because it's just like because it was true in the early in the 60s like there wasn't a lot of black people playing golf like and or or even on tour so uh it is funny but that that was sort of like a good a good way to explain how nineties addressed racism versus in, like a movie made in 2021. You have a line that is, Oh, I'm sorry. Cause you're black. And in the nineties, hell no. Goddamn alligator bit my eye out. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then 2021 is like, Oh, I'm sorry. Cause you're black. He's like, yes. And then let's go on like a 12 minute, like backstory about like, like the time he was 21 and his wife really needed him to win to get on the PGA tour. Like, it's like, Oh, it could be so heavy. Not the nineties. It was like, okay, we're going to address it and move on and make a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, but he was a, it was an interesting. I mean, I feel like Carl Weathers must've been like, he must've been out of the acting game for a while. Cause like he kind of just disappeared at the end of the eighties. Cause like he died in Rocky five, four, did he die in Rocky four, four, four. Yeah. And then I didn't really know he was an action star like at all. Like, I didn't know he was doing stuff. Like, I don't know any of these movies you're talking. I mean, I've definitely heard of Action Jackson. I've never watched it. You've never watched Predator? I've, 
I've watched. I've never watched. Pre- I've watched Predator like once. What? I did, I did. Yeah. Never. Never one of those movies I got into as a kid. We need to end the podcast. I need a new co-host. What do you mean you've seen Predator once? I'm sorry. I'm not a big action star. I'm not oh. a big action star. I'm not a big action guy. Like that's just not who I am. Oh. Um. We just did two Schwarzenegger movies. I like Schwarzenegger. I mean, I am a Schwarzenegger kid. Schwarzenegger is in Predator. Schwarzenegger is in Predator. <laughs> I don't know why. I've I've never got into. I, I've watched pieces of Predator. I just never enjoyed it that much. Is it is it really is it really good? That's good. I mean, I I wouldn't say it's his best, but yeah, it's a really cool, good jungle movie with this fucking awesome Predator thing killing fools, and there's awesome co-stars like Cook from Commando and and. Action Jackson and Jesse the Body Ventura and some big badass Indian dude and sorry native. Anyway, um, um, so uh, b- back to uh, back to Carl Weathers. He he loses his he has a this big fake wooden hand and it looks so fake. I always wondered like why didn't they just put a wooden hand over his real hand instead of attaching a second wooden hand to the end of his obvious <laughs> hand, which is like behind the shirt or whatever. His like left hand is like nine inches longer than his right. <laughs> they only had twelve million. They only had twelve million dollars, Adam. <laughs> so obviously a fake. Anyway, um, so there's this scene where like Happy Gilmore gets in a fight with the alligator that ripped his that took his hand, and he knows it was the one because he only had one eye. So Happy like kills the alligator in this really funny fight scene. Then he rips his head off, and he he presents the dead alligator as a gift to Chubbs. To say, hey, look, I got that motherfucker that took your hand. And it Chubbs like sees him and he has like PTSD and he flips out and he falls backwards out of window and dies right in front of Greg Faldo. Oh, that that's um or Nick Faldo. It's not Nick Faldo. It's uh I forget what the golfer's name is. It's not him though. Oh, I thought that was Nick Faldo. But yeah, there's this golfer. Lee, Trevi- keeps... Lee, Tra- Lee Trevino. Like, is that Lee Trevino? Yeah, Lee Trevino pops up sporadically throughout the movie and like shakes his head. Yeah, uh, Lee uh, Trevino's uh, putting challenge from The Simpsons is also a really funny inside joke for <laughs> The Simpsons. But uh, yeah, so um, anyway, that's Chubbs. He's a good guy. There's some other characters. We talked about Julie Bowen. Um, the guy that played the fullback in the original Longest Yard, that crazy giant dude with the really deep voice. He's yeah. in this movie as, as Adam Sandler's boss, Mr. Larson, and Adam Sandler like shoots him in the head with a nail. <laughs> <laughs> in the very beginning um he is he a wrestler he was he was some sort of richard his like, name, name's richard keel he's in moonraker as well oh um, right he was a bond villain, that's a right. bond villain. i don't know th- i don't know that he was like a famous wrestler but he probably did some performance mm. like he's such a he was such a specimen physically in his day mm. um and then there's this other funny guy that shooter mcgavin hires to kind of fuck with happy and all he does is show up randomly and call Happy Gilmore a jackass. He's like always like popping up out of like trees and stuff. You will not make this putt, you jackass! Right in Happy's like backswing. I always wanted to be that guy. He, you know, he does have a little bit of an Adamness about him. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> so good at that. Like, if you want to hire me to go ruin somebody else's day by popping up randomly and calling them names, like I'm your guy. Yeah, um, that that character is played by Joe F- uh, Flattery. Um, is that how my, F- Flattery? Flaherty, I think. Flaherty. Flaherty. Joe Flaherty, sorry. S- famous SCTV. Um, he was the dads in Freaks and Geeks, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Good 90s show. 
And then we we'd be remiss if we didn't miss m- mention Mr. Larson, right? The uh, um, played by unaccredited Bill. I keep on calling him Bill Stiller. Ben no, Stiller. No, I, I just mentioned. I just mentioned. Mr. Oh, not Mr. Larson. Larson. Sorry. Um, the orderly. The orderly. Sorry, I thought that was Mr. Larson. Yeah. So Grandma goes to a nursing home and she has an orderly played by Ben Stiller, and it's great. Sir, um, could I trouble you for a glass of warm milk? It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Oh, dear. (laughs) I would say that's my all-time favorite line in this movie. Like, I think that is the funniest line. Every time they say it, I laugh. And uh, Jill and I, like, say that to each other. Some what if, she'll like ask for a cup of tea or something. Like, you could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> we say that to each other all the time. <laughs> That's funny. My favorite, my favorite go-to line from one of my favorite go-to lines from this movie is when my kids complain about something like, "Oh, well, your whatever, like your back hurt, like your hands hurt, your now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty." <laughs> Uh, I've said that to my maintenance guys before. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All Um, right. So really great cast, really great quotes, a lot of fun shit going on. Like, uh, you know, we could just keep going and going, but you know, there's, you guys know the movie. Um, There's so many cameos and there's so many different like small roles in it. Yeah. Like that are just, that are just great. This movie is like a laugh a minute and like it's, it's so much fun to go go back to even today after what you said, 25 years. 25 years. God, that makes us feel old, huh? It makes me feel super old, yeah. So I was 12 when this came out. 12. Yeah. But um, yeah, so now it's time for another of our favorite segments. Cue the drop. It's the tunes of the time. Oh, yeah. Tunes of the time. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is where we play you the number one song in America at the time this movie was released. This is One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. This piece of shit was the number one song for like seven, eight weeks. It was a I'm, big one. I'm really strongly considering cutting this segment, Brennan. Like we, <laughs> we don't, it doesn't produce any winners. Like it produces a bunch of bad love ballads that like, this isn't, I hate. A, this isn't a love ballad, by the way. You wouldn't call this a love ballad? Well, it's about someone dying. So isn't that love? Aren't you? I mean, not I like guess. man, woman love, but isn't that. It's it's a really sad song to me, Adam. I have a really sad story about it. Oh, well, I'm gonna shit on it. So go ahead, and tell me your sad story, so that when I shit on it, it seems like an even I'm an even bigger asshole. So. Um, so at the time in 1996, my mom had a friend has a friend whose husband had like tragically passed away, like in like a just got sick one day and like passed away. And this song was like the number one song in America at the time. And so, like, as a, like a, a kid, like a twelve year old boy who was like very sensitive, like and like knew the guy, like it was this very, it was very sad. And every time I heard the song, it'd, like, it would make me cry. Um, and then, but then you go into the, you go on to, 
uh, YouTube and you look at all the the comments on it, and it's basically like a bu- it's a big like everyone's posting about how they lost their child and like this song like helps them cope with it. I'm just like, man, this is so this is such a sad song. Yeah, this <laughs> this is awful. Like. Little twelve-year-old Brennan crying every time the fucking song is played. This isn't what our podcast is about. Like we're not supposed to be talking about this. We have the Americans have proven that whatever they deem is number one is not good. Uh, Just a friendly reminder: football season just started, so they like to remind us what the number one show in America is. This September twenty twenty-one. I'll remind you, and I think I said this last year: the number one show in America right now, The Masked Singer, (laughs) where a bunch of D celebrities dress up like furries and sing like eighties hits that you don't know. And after three months, you find out, oh, look, it was Wayne Brady. Uh, Totally changed my life. (laughs) Like Americans are terrible. There's they have terrible tastes. Like the number one, this song is just oh, it's so heavy and oh, aren't songs supposed to make you feel good? Or I don't know. Like I, I don't get it at all. Not all songs. Two hundred and thirty-eight million views on YouTube. It's a lot of it's a lot of views. It's a lot of people sitting around thinking about judy's friend's you know husband and and their dog or their kid or like that's fucking sad man like i i like don't want to do this segment anymore my friend tyler told me that he thinks this segment like takes us like down a different path like he thinks we should be reviewing movie music and i'm starting to think he's right like this has this is like completely derailed our happy gilmore podcast well it's it's your fault for bringing it up adam you I, i'm just picking the number one movie i'm just I, it's america's fault for listening to this shit it's not bad music. I love Mariah Carey. Ugh, I know you do. I know you do. You used to like go into like music stores and buy Mariah Carey CDs at age like nine. Like who does that? A lot of kids do. What are you talking about? Who does that? Every kid little listens. I I I didn't know a single other boy that did that. Well, sorry. No, don't apologize. That's what makes you so cool, you know? <laughs> so unique. Um, but, like, you have to carry these segments. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, me and Mariah Carey, Boys to Men, like, the legends of the 90s of, like, R&B music. Like, this is, you know, you put two pillars of R&B together, and they make this song, and it's number one for seven to eight weeks. What do you, what do you expect? This uh, video is terrible. It's just a bunch of shots of them in the studio. Like, recording the song, yeah. Is the, is the fucking lazy? Like, who... Who keeps greenlighting those music videos? Those should be illegal shots of them in the studio. You you can't even be out in, in like in the street singing. Like you're in the fucking studio, literally recording the music video. They didn't have time for that. They had that. They had to put it together. It's so terrible. Uh, I'd rather use stock footage. Such a pile of shit video. And um, boys to men, like the late great Stuart Scott. He was <laughs> he was on like VH1's I Love the Nineties or something. You remember Stuart Scott? Yeah, of course. I remember him saying something like that. These were four very average looking brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, well, let's. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. Let's get into our next right. reoccurring segment. Where's my snack pack? Okay, so movie snack pack. This is where we look at what else was in theaters at this time in February 1996. Our movie snack pack. What could you have gone and saw if you did not go see Happy Gilmore? The first one I want to talk about is Black Sheep because I actually did go see this piece of shit movie with my dad um, in the theater, I remember. And uh, we expected it was going to be the sequel to Tommy Boy. You know, fun, funny, good. None of the above. It had a couple of laughs, recast Spade and Farley, and that was about it. Very forgettable Spade and Farley comedy that got money because people wanted to see Tommy Boy Part 2. 
Yeah, I, 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 I've never actually, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Um, but yeah, that's funny. I, I, maybe I should go back and watch it now. Um, another movie you could go see in the, at the same time in the 90s, I actually don't know, like, you might have to be, like, in a really big city, but you could have gone and saw Bottle Rocket. Um, Austin. If you lived in Austin. You live in Austin, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, dire- the, the debut of the director, uh, Wes Anderson, and possibly the debut of Owen Wilson, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. Such a good movie. I wish I could have saw this movie in the theater, like, at the time. I just found this movie a little slow and boring. The second half, when the guy's in love with the hotel maid, I don't know, I don't connect with that at all. Um, but it's your, it's your favorite time of a movie, though. It's 90 minutes long. I do like that. I'm not bitching about it. It's never connected <laughs> with it. Uh, the other movie that came out at the time was Train Spotting, this really dark UK movie with Ewan McGregor about, like, doing heroin. So I saw this movie when it came out on video, maybe in 97, 98-ish, and I watched it again for the first time when I had broken my femur about two years ago. My my um, brother-in-law owned it. Um, fucking terrible movie. My God, is that movie depressing. It's just, oh, it's so sad. It's really well made, but it's so dark and sad, and they, like, kill this baby, and I'm, like, watching it. I'm, like, why am I watching this movie? Oh, train spotting. Fucking depress fest. Another, another, like, not a d- debut of uh, Danny Boyle, but uh, his second movie. But, like, yeah, one of the movies that got him on the map for making all the other movies that came forward after that. Yeah. So, so anyway, that was uh, our movie snack pack. A few other things that were in the theater at the time. Um, real quick, back, we'll try and wrap this up on Happy Gilmore here in the next 10 minutes or so, but um, some, we just want to go through some, some of our favorite scenes that maybe we didn't cover in some of the, some of the quotes that we dropped earlier. Brennan, why don't you do one of these? Which, what, what one of these scenes do you like? I really love the scene where Adam Sandler is singing to his, like, so at the very beginning of the movie, he's getting to his apartment and he's bringing subway home and his girlfriend's moving out. Like, and he's like, where are you going? And she's like, you're a loser, Pappy. I'm leaving you, blah, blah, And anyways, they he sings into the, he sings, is it air supply? kiss you all over and over and again. Dun, dun, dun. To the night closes, yeah. To the night closes, yeah. Wow, thank you for that drop, Adam. Um... <laughs> The kind of funny part that people don't remember about that is that he licks the he licks the thing when he's singing it, and my uh, kid thought that was so funny. It is funny, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then and then, but then there's like a an older Asian lady downstairs, and she's hearing Adam Adam Stanley sing to her, and then she shows up upstairs, and he opens the door, and he like has this like funny look on his face, and then the next scene is like him asleep in the bed. He gets up, gets out of bed to go somewhere, and she runs out. She's like, <laughs> "You don't want she's breakfast." Like, she's like wearing his hockey. Yeah, she's wearing his hockey sweater, and she slides out. Like, hey, you don't want breakfast? <laughs> With no pants so on. Funny. <laughs> so like, funny. Like, holy shit! He just bagged that Chinese lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely one of my favorite uh, scenes in the movie. Great. Uh, there's Happy Gilmore to a Papa golf course, which is pretty funny. Um, he's teaching Happy to find his happy place. 
is this really funny little scene. There's like a little person with like who's riding like <laughs> riding like one of those uh, stick horses that like kids have. There's like uh, Julie Beer. There's Chubbs Peterson. I don't know. There's it's just booze, beer, golf, and midgets. Yeah, it's, the reincurring site of that, like it, they have. It, he does goes to the happy place at the mini golf course, and then he goes to the happy place after he gets hit by the car. And the second time he goes to the happy place, what actually becomes like when Shooter's there, and then like Shooter like like makes out with the grandma, and then like sucks the grandma's like when she's Gene Simmons mask, like sucks the tongue is like so always sticks with me. Yeah. Um, okay, so the putt putt golf scene. I hate that clown. And then he like he like hits the clown's nose. He like breaks it off. He like slams it with his golf club. Um, and then obviously like the trailer scene that I remember like the move. This move. This scene was in the trailer. I remember that like everyone had to see this is when he's fighting with Bob Barker mm. at Pebble Beach. Yeah. Oh my God! Such a good such a good scene. Um, recently went to a wedding at Pebble Beach. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a great scene. And then the last scene, uh, we've got, a, we've got it for you with a, with a great like cameo from another SNL. Awesome dude. Meet you, man. Is it always like this with the uh, TV cameras and the, and the people and stuff? Oh yeah. A lot of pressure. You got to rise above it. Mm-hmm. You got to harness in the good energy, block out the bad, harness energy, block bad, oh, feel the flow. Happy, feel it. It's circular. It's like a carousel. You pay the quarter, you get on the horse. It goes up and down and around. Circular, circle, with the music, the flow, all good things. Yeah, all right. Well, great. Thanks a lot. Nice to meet you, man. (laughs) Uh, That was was the great Kevin Nealon, um, (laughs) one of my favorite SNL alums ever. Uh, He did Weekend Update. Kevin Nealon, Norm MacDonald, my all-time favorite Weekend Updaters. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we gotta say R.I.P. Norm Macdonald, who yeah. just passed this week. That's really, oh, super sad. Really sad. We um, mentioned Dirty Work earlier. Obviously, Shooter McGavin was in Dirty Work. Um, yeah, Norm Macdonald, a great, great '90s and '80s and aughts comedian. Yeah, um, he was in Billy Madison, right? Cancer. He was. He was one of Billy. Adam Sandler's little, little buddies at the mansion. Yeah, that had a few cameo scenes. So anyway. Uh, that's, that's all the little scenes we want to talk about. There's a few other things going on in the movie. Um, just want to quickly say the writing team of Tim Hurley, and Adam Sandler, Tim Hurley. I think that's how you say it. Yep. He's written like all of Adam Sandler's movies. He was an SNL writer, uh, Billy Madison, wedding singer, Waterboy, big daddy, little E, Mr. Deeds. There's other newer ones that I didn't write that I hate. And then uh, the movie was directed by Dennis Dugan. Who's also in the movie. And who who plays like a, a, a 90s bit actor, but he directed other like comedies of that ilk, like SNL guy comedies, Beverly Hills Ninja, Big Daddy. He did Saving Silverman, which is pretty good and not a SNL movie. He also did I Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, which is maybe the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. He did Zohan, which is fucking awful. He did Jack and Jill, which is fucking awful. So it's like, I don't like, I know this is a, a podcast about the 90s. But man, this stuff hasn't aged well. These guys have all been doing this shtick for 25 years. And it's like, oh, God, find something new already. Um, One other thing about Dennis Dugan, the director, is that he he played um, Patrick Dempsey's dad in the movie Can't Buy Me Love, which Brent and I talk about for some reason all the time. I, it's one of those movies that just always comes up. I, it's one of my favorite 80s movies. And um, yeah, 
Seth Green too. Um, Any final thoughts on this? On the on on the movie? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just one of the. I think it's one of the greatest '90s comedies. Um, I mean, it's it's up there with Dumb and Dumb. I think it's Adam Sandler's best '90s comedy. Well, like, I'm glad you asked. Instead of doing dumb shit today, I thought we might play a little game. Bye, Felicia. That's right. We're playing Bye, Felicia again with Adam Sandler movies. Ooh. So, Vernon, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and keep this in a parameter here for yes, you. Okay. So, I need you to play Bye, Felicia with Adam Sandler movie, and the cutoff is gonna be Mr. Deeds. So it has to be before Mr. D. Oh, excuse me, before Anger Management, because I think that's when he really started to suck. So. Before so it's nineties and before anger management. So whatever comes first, anger management or Mr. Deeds, whatever one comes first, that's the cutoff. Okay. Anger management came um Mr. Deeds came first in two thousand two. Okay, so that's the cutoff. So cut so play by Felicia with an Adam Sandler movie before Mr. Deeds. Oh, I got it. The Water Boy. You're cutting out the Water Boy? I hate the Water Boy. I never liked that movie. I had to go see it in the theater with like some friends like it was like a group of us like probably like eight of us and i was like and i was going to see it with my friend who's a humongous adam sandler fan and i just i hated it it was so i thought when i saw the water boy it was the first time that i thought adam sandler's humor had a shelf life i remember seeing it as like a freshman in college high school and thinking it was funny, but not nearly as good as other stuff. And I remember thinking, okay, like this, this stuff might be running its course with Adam Sandler. He's going to have to find something new. I thought that in 1998. Okay. <laughs> I, He's I been just, doing the same shit for 23 you, more years. When you think about his like movies that came out in the nineties, like, I mean, it started with Billy Madison. I mean, it was airheads. He played a character in that, but like, but then when he was like starring in movies, it was Billy Madison, happy Gilmore, the wedding singer. And like, it was, no, all I'll the- tell you the one you, Go ahead. I'll tell Go you ahead. the one you cut. It's fucking Little Nicky. Little Nicky's oh. fucking terrible. That's I mean, Waterboy is not a great movie. Or anything, but it's got funny moments. I don't think Wa- Little Nicky has funny moments. I just think it's just awful to watch. It's like cringy, like the whole time. That's fair. Um, that other movie, that um, 96 movie, The Wayans Brother isn't very good either. Bulletproof, Bulletproof. yeah. It um, seems like it could be. It just wasn't. I don't know why. It's not Adam Sandler's fault. It just didn't really come together, right? I don't know. Yeah, and then but this is but then Adam like in two thousand two got into like started doing more serious stuff with Punch Drunk Love, and now he like now he does like a weird mixture of doing like like does his he? funny does movies, he? and then he does his his movie. He tries it's not to win that weird Oscar. of a mixture. It's like ninety five percent stupid Adam Sandler humor. Then every five years he'll try and do something serious. Good on him yeah. though to keep on. Heard Uncut Gems is good. Yeah, Uncut Gems is really good. Go watch it. I've heard heard it's good. The Sadfi brothers actually say that they love Don't Mess with Zohan for what it's worth. I don't know who that is. The Sadfi they directed Uncut Gems. Oh, they love Zohan? Yeah. That's, okay. So they're so they're kind of idiots. They're kind of idiots, yep. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's cool. All right. So anyway, that's by Felicia. Brennan's getting rid of Waterboy. I'm getting rid of little Nikki. Um Best com best comedy of the nineties, one of for sure, says Brennan. I think I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much covered it, bud. You got anything else you want to say of this awesome 90s Sandler comedy for our buddy Andrew Smith? No, I mean, thank you for the recommendation. Everyone, if you yeah, come and 
send us emails and we'll, if you recommend a show movie or show or video game for us to do, we won't, we might do it. We probably will do it. Cause like, if we can, we if will. we can, yeah, absolutely. If um, it's not too obscure and Brennan knows it, we'll do it. And this is one of our first Adam Sandler movies, right? We, we've recently did our first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. We recently did our first. Yeah, no, we didn't. We did Kindergarten Cop. Like oh, before. Kindergarten Cop is the very first movie. But like we haven't done, yeah, we haven't done. There's so much to, to hit on still. We have so many more '90s stuff to keep on to, to keep on doing. Keeps on uncovering itself. So. You know, maybe our fans can give us some feedback on this. But when we're doing comedies like this, I feel like the the clips and the drops are the funny part of the show. Whereas what we're doing like. like action and or i think like you and i are the funny part of the show because we're like talking shit and ripping on it and making fun of it so i'm i'm like i would be interested what our fans think like what do you prefer do you prefer us doing these great comedies and when you get to rehear those drops is that more funny than hearing us rip on other shit because i kind of i kind of feel the opposite i kind of feel like it's funnier when we do like like a water world episode is way funnier than this one that's true. because of how much shit we talked you know what i mean so check out our Waterworld episode if you want some good like shit talk. Oh, also like I rewatch I re-listened to our Outbreak episode. That episode's really fucking hilarious. We, like we just we hated Outbreak. <laughs> we, we, should, um, we should do more stuff that we hate. That's for sure. That's what I'm thinking. That's kind of what I'm saying. And I, I I want our fans to tell us what they think about that. So if you're listening to this point in the podcast, you're a super fan. Let us know what you think. Um. So anyway. You can help us out by giving us those awesome five-star views on Apple iTunes Music. You can email the show at super90sbrothers at gmail.com, all spelled out, ask for a show request or give us an idea. You can reach out at super90sbrothers at bropomode. You can check my stuff out at adampitzler.com if you want to look at some of my work or short videos or whatever. And anyway, um, for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another golf club stroking episode of Super 90s Brothers. Happy Gilmore style. If you find yourself in a fight with a game show host, remember to stay low and attack the groin. <laughs> Peace. Time to go home there, ball. Son of a bitch, ball. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. Suck my white ass, ball.